0: China is here, Mr. Burton. Yeah, go ahead. All right. The Chan scene? Yeah, okay. The Wing Kong? They've been fighting for centuries. What does that mean? Huh? China is here? I don't even know what the hell that means. All I know is this Lopan character comes out of thin air in the middle of a goddamn alley while his buddies are flying around on wires, cutting everybody to shreds, and he just stands there waiting for me to drive my truck straight through him with light coming out of his mouth? <laughs> fucking mouth <laughs> hello and welcome to a brand new episode of fascinated with films i didn't even say your broadcast name <laughs> well that's how serious i am about that shit uh <laughs> yeah it, it just occurred to me is this the first this is the first pod that we've had uh because we banked a couple and then i went up north where the will smith thing we have not talked about the will smith and i was like actively searching out people to listen to talk about it on a lot of my stand-up comedian podcasts i listen to and i've realized that people are chicken shit <laughs> they aren't talking about no a lot of them are avoiding it because they don't want to come out against him and then have him be pissed when things get blown over and be the guy See that, that guy. came out yeah he's him a delusional nightmare him and
1: his whole family everybody in that family is so self-centered with around that family that it's annoying
0: for sure hell. i I'm in a special place where I will have always have taken Chris Rock even over Will Smith. Oh, of course. I, will Smith's one of, those guys, one of those actors I always thought he was pretty overrated. And that He's you pretty could, overrated. And you the, could, concussion
1: you could, is the only reason yep. I really believe yeah. in him as an actor because that was great. Yeah. And was. I didn't see Ali. I didn't see he's, he's, some of that He's stuff. good
0: mm-hmm. in s- certain stuff, but he's got that quality, which I think that uh, he's just so easily replaceable with like 10 other actors. Yeah.
1: He doesn't bring... I mean he has his thing, but it's not my
0: thing. Yeah. And he's obviously out of control. So anyone that would do that. It you makes, know how long of a walk that you have to make and you have so many talk options yourself
1: to out like stand at the front <laughs> and yell at him or something. He
0: had to get up and walk down there and he could have easily turned it around at the last moment, like made it look like he was gonna smack and then stop yeah. and like uh the
1: only thing I can think of is that Jada has been pushing him around for a while, saying yeah you know, you won't stand up for me, you won't...
0: Well, there was that whole situation where he was at the round table where she admitted to having, like, an affair with him with his, like, son's friend, I think it was. Uh, And he just sat there in this video of him just sitting there processing it and everything and not reacting to it. I think think past uh, bad reactions made him kind of react that way, but... But not on national TV. Either way, and if you've established yourself as a hitter... To, you gotta imagine how many times has he slapped people <laughs> that, it, that probably he just not as many
1: t- times as russell crowe <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure about that or Robert downey jr and russell remember Robert, Robert downey g used to oh go man arrested. i saw
0: his mug shot the other day people forget how young and yeah. thin he was when he was and he spent time in jail i mean there's there's a people point, bounce there back. was a point
1: where i i was like He's a tragedy. He'll never work again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if I listed all the stuff he's done since then yep. and how much money he's made, it's Not ridiculous. until U.S.
0: Marshals came out did everyone recognize him again. Yeah. That's when it happened. He, he, was, he had done a few movies leading up to it, but the mass audience didn't realize that Robert Downey Jr. was back doing stuff again until, uh, what do you call it, um, U.S. Marshals. And he I think him. nobody wanted
1: to work with him because he yeah. probably didn't show up on time. He's he another did, guy that he just I did almost and... care
0: less for, but uh, he, he will bring a good kind of flick every once in a while and he did make a great tony stark so he's always, he's got that but he's i like him he yeah. can transform himself will smith is will smith so that's what we'll say about that <laughs> how you been don't slap last people, week? yeah yeah don't slap people did you slap anyone this last week didn't think so i didn't <laughs> i didn't even consider it <laughs> uh, yep i uh been gone since up north had a great time up north grabbed uh got a whole bunch of shit and uh got to see some relatives. You should
1: do a so. side project called Fascinated with Toys. Yeah, I know it really should, but and just do it as a YouTube video talking about your uh talking about your collection I you would want to do
0: it up there with Eric though, that type of thing. It would have to be like bank six episodes up there and then do something yeah. here with another six Would set just it up me. in
1: the store. You guys could almost do Comic Men oh, slash it could easily Boston be, style. It totally <laughs>
0: There's a good YouTube video and channel to be had because people kind of search for that type of stuff. You know, I help people start YouTube channels. Yeah, well, the problem (laughs) is you have to be in like the same location. You have to be in the same location. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and yeah, he's got a whole special. But here's the
1: thing: if you guys bank six episodes at a time, if once you got to a certain level, you would earn enough money. To fly up
0: there for a weekend. Yeah, well, that's what it is. I would fly episodes. up there and just record yeah, for a week, do six or something like or that. Not
1: even. You would just fly up for, on for Saturday, Sunday, and do six yeah, episodes. It's
0: not that expensive. Well, now plane tickets are going up. Are they going? Buy up? your shit in advance. That's what I've learned because uh, any any date before December now is like triple price. So yeah, there's crazy. a
1: chance I might be going to New Hampshire in the end Ooh, of the okay. summer. New Hampshire
0: is very, quite nice. I do like New Like in New September, huh? because zach is there oh yeah that's right that's right he's like i live in a he's like
1: i live in a eight bedroom house and only four of us live here he's (laughs) like you guys can have your own floor
0: probably he's like the owner doesn't care what the hell be renting those things out yeah well hopefully everyone enjoyed fright night which was super fun to uh to record with eric it's one of our favorites so it was great uh today my favorite movie of all time It just fits the category so well. And we've got three, we're doing three more episodes of our Obsessed with the Obscure segment until we're busting into this exciting new thing we're doing where we're talking about basically just our favorite films. And we're going to do it as like a kind of a roulette. Roulette, roulette wheel roulette. uh roulette uh wheel where we kind of uh are on the spot ready to discuss one of our top 100 films uh and it's it's gonna be great so we're gonna have and this one's rumors. gonna be
1: number one so hopefully you don't pick it. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> no. that doesn't come up
0: yeah i guess we'll have like maybe a mulligan system uh uh kind of built if it's something like that but that's the type of situation that the other person. Persistent picking stuff for. can
1: go wrong in roulette.
0: Yeah, you picking. If you pick number one on, on my list, you'd know what I'd be picking. So chances are, if, like if I was going to pick for you, and that's what it's going to be, it's going to be you're picking for me. I'm picking for you. I don't see. You're your just going to say. I'm number just going to say 67, sixty-seven, and then you're going to look at your list and you're gonna be like, "Ghostbusters are oh, Talking about Ghostbusters two today, and then with <laughs> me, you'll you'll say a number, but you obviously you'll probably stay away from one. Or, uh,
1: I don't want. I want to know your higher. And ones well, those are those are randomly thrown.
0: After number ten, they're just they're just um, in there. You know, have you you working on your oh, list? Oh, you know I am. Hours <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep. I'm deep, deep in it. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to eliminate I'm movies deep, at this. Deep. I'm just trying to eliminate <laughs> yeah. movies at this point. This, this point, I'm trying to just shave down. I started and I got to three hundred and I couldn't I couldn't even believe I got that far. Uh, <laughs> so yeah that's coming soon but we got three exciting movies that we're going to dive into before we get to that so the three final Obsessed with the Obscure episodes will be drumroll Big Trouble Little China which is what we're talking about today They Live which is going to be me and Justin it's awesome fucking movie and uh, the final one will be Monster Squad and then me and Dave's first uh, who's doing uh, Monster Squad uh, me and Justin We'll also do that, and then you and me will start the. It's uh, okay. going to called Friday Favorites. We're going to drop it on as Friday long as you now. Pick number forty-two. I know what it. Oh means. shit! Pick number forty-two. Th- see, like I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you right now what if if we were to do this. I have my list right here. I will tell you what number forty-two would be on my top hundred list. Well, I do this. Segment, I already get a free. I do this every Friday with my girl, anyways, and it's really fun. So we would be talking about the Godfather. Okay, pretty so awesome. It's pretty exciting.
1: Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have a it'd be funny if do we have to do a special episode if you pick a number and i pick a number and it's the same
0: thing? oh i think that's just you <laughs> go you stop you go buy a lottery ticket yeah because that's kind of random i bought a lottery
1: so. ticket today about a one dollar ticket with an extra dollar i had and, and uh i won 20 bucks
0: I can beat that. I'm sure. you I do. found twenty dollars on the on the road, road inside that uh, that com- that first complex you go to in the Hail Plantation on the route, and I took that twenty dollars and I bought two ten dollars scratch tickets and won forty dollars. All right, cash out now. And and then well, I bought uh, I kept twenty and then I spent uh, the original twenty and I spent twenty more on scratch tickets. 110 and i was like i'm dipping so i came up on 30 on top so that's
1: good it was pretty good yeah you got to know when to stop i deliver a lot of stuff to local stores and there's lines for a lotto, man oh yeah you can tell these people can't i mean you can't win if you don't play you can't win if you don't play but over time you're gonna lose money
0: i've realized on scratch tickets you gotta spend you gotta buy the ten dollar tickets if you're not buying the ten dollar tickets you're not really gonna win the whole hell of a lot of money i made 2000% Am I or Yeah, well, I guess if you look at it like that, but I mean like if you're not going to win any substantial like $100 uh no, ticket. There's three like people
1: that will win that and yeah. then 10 that will win the jackpot. That's
0: it. But with the $10 tickets that shit happens all the time. It's They like, have $50 dollar tickets. Yeah, that they I They probably can't. have $100 that, tickets. That's crazy. Now. I can't get involved with that. <laughs> like a $50 scratch ticket? But what I can get involved bringing us tailing us back yeah. here is to okay. some big trouble with China, man. Always been my favorite movie. I would like. It wasn't to say obscure to
1: us per se. No, it's only in the context of where it is in the film universe.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's obscure. If you you ask the the average moviegoer, uh, they may have heard about it, but if they're if they not, grew
1: up in the eighties, especially in the Northeast, where cable vision was there
0: for sure. It wasn't played much on regular TV, other than maybe there was a stint where it was on TBS, like when they were doing those Saturday movies uh guys for movies for guys who love movies didn't that what they call it uh yeah what was that yeah that is that Something was their like tagline that. then i was thinking dinner in the movie remember dinner in dinner? the movie oh, yeah, you're man. not gonna mess that up now i don't you feel you're like you're worried I'm about your uh your mic switch <laughs> you never know man i just ripped that shit man <laughs> ain't going nowhere uh so it's always been my favorite movie, with the exception of maybe Casper. It's the uh, it's the movie I've viewed the most times, and the only reason I've viewed Casper the most times is because of working at that video store. Yeah, uh, but probably other than that, like Purposeful, I'm putting this movie on to watch. It's the most movie I've watched because I've also listened to it. Remember, we were driving across country a couple times, and I recorded the movie via boombox in front of it. Just to record the audio for it, and I listened to it like three or four times while we were driving across country, just because I thought it would let make time fly, and it did.
1: Fletch or Caddyshack are probably the my most, most watch, But I'll tell you what, um, JFK. It's getting there. Is it's getting, getting up there. on the list. <laughs> I I watch at least once a year.
0: You should borrow. Uh, I got Ruby. Okay. Danny Aiello one yeah, yeah they're coming out with a new JFK something Alder documentary all is yeah. yeah yeah so because they
1: released a simple. bunch of those documents yeah it makes sense and, that they would uh, update that shit. he would be the one to do it
0: so yeah Big Trouble Little China has always been on that thing it just hits on every note I want you know I'm as far as genres go sci-fi fantasy is probably my favorite genre And uh, it's got it in spades. It's got one of my favorite uh, directors, my favorite scores, my favorite actors, the the perfect kind of crazy subplot with interesting characters. I'm a fan of all like Asian-type films, too, so it hits on that. It's one of those movies that you... It's like with Caddyshack with you. It it hits on golf. It hits on the comedy. It hits on all the things that just are perfect for you. Like I put it on yesterday just to kind of uh, check where the time codes were because I obviously don't need to rewatch the movie to talk about it. But just hearing the music, I'm like, ah, oh, this this music just triggers a happy place in my brain. <laughs> and I can, and the the pauses where you hear where the dialogue stops and you can just hear John Carpenter's kind of synthesizer going crazy. Ah, it, oh, just it right. reminds
1: me of. If Han Solo had had a different, like solo project, he's a Han Solo.
0: He is, but Han Solo is a lot more skilled at, than Jack Burton, I and I think that's what was great about Jack Burton. And Jack Burton is very inept. You know, he's he inept through the whole he ha- fucking he has, movie. Dude, he has
1: spirit. Yeah, he's got he's got and a guts. heart. And
0: he's guts. got a heart that's ready to bust through his chest. But, he's just yeah. not, doesn't have the skills. And John Carpenter will argue it all day long that the star of the movie is Wang Chi. It's uh, uh, what's his name who plays Den- Dennis Dunn, who plays Wang Chi. He's the star, and he's looking for his his kidnapped uh, girlfriend. And the bumbling sidekick is Kurt Russell. It's just Kurt Russell is is basically the everyman. He's a little above maybe the average person because he's actually kind of athletic and can is capable of doing stuff like crawling across a rope uh, with a knife in his mouth or doing stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, he just goes in all balls out, like when he goes into the uh, the brothel uh, all... Uh, <laughs> Chinese girls don't come with green Yeah, (laughs) It's so great. So obviously we're going to go through and we're going to talk about the whole whole flick. But uh, as we usually do when Obsessed with the Score, we kind of delve with the cast first. Then we go into the crew and then we'll tell a little bit of details and then we'll go into some trivia. And trivia I know in spades because this was a... If you have the Blu-ray for this, I'm pretty sure it's even on the DVD. There is no 4K up for it yet, but I will be there day 1. They got uh, they got your money already. Oh, they got my money already. Uh, there's a 4K set that comes out through uh, Scream Factory. It's like 60 bucks for Escape from New York. It's the first time it's been on 4K, so it's Escape from New York, comes with the movie, comes with a full-size poster, comes with a vinyl uh, LP with, the, uh, with parts of the score on there. And, uh, I've, I've had it pre-ordered for four months, comes out next month on the 17th. So I'm assuming they're going to do it the same with, uh, Big Trouble in China. So when they do, I'll be on board with it. Uh, but what I started to say with that is if you have the Blu-ray, or the DVD, the commentary on it is one of the best commentaries you'll ever listen to. It's uh, all the Kurt Russell, John Carpenter commentaries are great. So the Escape from New York one, the one for The Thing, and the one for Big Trimble China are all awesome. It's just those two reminiscing, telling interesting stories that you want to hear about the set, about what's going on with them, and little details that they had in their mind. And some commentaries are bad. There's some I could go through some horrible commentaries. What's the worst now. one you've ever
1: <sighs> heard? The one you turned off in within five minutes.
0: Yeah, there's some bad ones, man. I'd have to really think about that. I don't want to shit on any of the uh, the directors or the writers. A lot of the ones that are bad is when they're like not all in the same room. They're like keying them up, like if they okay, were gonna do yeah. they were gonna do Iron Man and they have Robert Downey Jr. in one room and uh, Jeff Bridges in the other room, and so there's no like back and forth. There's definitely more good ones. Like the Goonies one is great because all those guys are in the same room together. And, and all didn't they
1: do the great. video of
0: it too? Yeah, they did a weird thing where they cut to the video, which is clever. It was uh, smartly done way back then. But all right, so Kurt Russell always been one of my favorite actors. He's a he's a surefire. Not that he has done bad uh, films. Captain but Ron was a good movie. I loved Captain Ron. Not knocking about Captain Ron here. Overboard but he just had a he just had a lot. Uh, up until, like, the 90s, he was, like, a major kind of... You could bank on him all the way through uh, Breakout. Soldier. Was he in universe And, uh, no, Soldier. Soldier. He was awesome in Soldier, man. And then once he decided to play those characters, like, uh, Herb from Miracle... It's one of his best roles, and people forget that 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 miracle movie where it was a total dramatic kind of thing with him, man. And even branched out and did like Sky High and those like kids movies. The movie he
1: did with Scott Glenn in the firefighters. Oh yeah, Backdraft.
0: Backdraft. Yeah, love Backdraft, man. He's so good in that. Even now he's doing stuff. Well, he's doing a lot of weird stuff now. He's doing Hallmark movies with Goldie. He he did like three Santa Claus movies with her. Like he's playing full in santa claus and she's mrs claus but i'm sure he's getting paid
1: can you imagine the paychecks they're getting yeah uh,
0: he's still gonna come back and do some crazy things i would still love to see him come back as snake plissken or as jack burton he's he's alive and so's john carpenter and john carpenter clearly does not mind doing sequels he's done sequels before he's done bad sequels too too so that's the kind of scary part of it i mean escape from la was not a good movie uh and towards wasn't end, his fault Towards the it end, wasn't his movies Kurt kind of Russell's got a little fault. kind of crazy, but I would love to see him. He's got it in him to come back and do that. But All right, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall was not as big as she later became, obviously, yeah. with Sex and the City at the time, but we still knew her. She was in Porky's, Police Academy, Turk 182 she was great in, um, Mannequin. Mannequin was Mannequin, a big was one for great. her. People forget how big that kind of movie was yep. when it came out. Uh, I forgot she was in Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, star trek six I had she's a crush also on a star her. trek six and then alum or Star Trek like, alum when she did television, I never cared about it. I think she still After looked that. she still looked good in uh no i 'm sure she still looks she I don't fabulous i' she was just annoying more than look. her her and her character kind of blended together for that sex in the city. I think uh, she really almost good. became that character because remember <laughs> she came out of that writing a sex book, and people were like already she already done with kind of her it was just a little weird how she kind of became that character. But back in the day, I loved her, man. She's always Gracie Law in my eyes. Uh, Dennis Dunn, some really great Asian actors uh, in this uh, movie. And uh, during this time, all these guys were in any Asian movie. Yeah, the guy with the ponytail and the Fu Manchu. Oh, the Ali Young. Ali Young's in friggin' uh, everything. He's
1: got a... Big IMDb.
0: If you sure. were to go to the casting couches on any like Year of the Dragon or uh or obviously Big John and Giant and a whole bunch of those that just filled with great Asian actors, man. Well, Dennis dunn was one of them. Year of the Dragon, one of my favorite movies on my top hundred list. Maybe we'll be talking about it one day. And uh I I love that movie, and he was great in it. And he unfortunately died in it, but he was awesome. Uh, I know him from that in Prince of Darkness, mainly, but he was also in uh, Last Emperor, which a lot of people remember. Also a movie that was filled with a lot of the great popular Asian actors at the time. James Hong. James Hong, who played David Lopin, arguably his his most famous character. Tremors. No, that's, uh, that's our next guy. That's Victor Wong. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you could argue that that's very popular also, though. But uh, yeah, as... As far as David Lopan and James Hong, the other thing that's probably the only other thing that's as popular as that is the Asian um, Chinese host on Seinfeld. Just that one episode, that Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld was so big when he just came Seinfeld five and uh, he was super popular for that. But just to give you, I gotta, he has four hundred and fifty credits. He's still alive. James Hong with us 450 credits 127 of those are movies so he has done so much shit dude so just to name some of the not a whole lot but just some of the bigger ones with that we grew up watching James Hong in was Chinatown Chinatown was his first movie I'm pretty sure Uh, airplane Blade Runner ninja uh domination uh three missing in action the golden child revenge of the nerds 2 hot to trot Revenge of the nerds 2. oh my god when he went opposite when... Boger, uh, Boger, yeah they were hawking a look his something. name was snot i think <laughs> it was great yep. i loved him in blade runner i made yep. your eyes you're next yeah. to six
1: he should have uh, kept his mouth shut
0: oh uh, so good for sure Victor Wong now who played Egg Shen in the movie also first thing I saw him in was Year of the Dragon he was one of the elders in that movie He was awesome but <laughs> Golden Charlie was great in too remember he was kind of the foil to uh Eddie Murphy in that movie when he stole from him now that was a hundred he was great in uh, Last Emperor I loved him in Prince of Darkness but then yeah he kind of went next level in uh, Tremors and the three ninja movies you know he played the grandfather in three ninjas and it was like three of those so a lot of kids watched him in that uh, Seven Years in Tibet, I loved him in. Uh, yeah. He was great in... That was, I think, one of his last movies, too. So, yeah, always a Victor Wong fan. Now, Donald Liu played Eddie Lee in this movie, and we had seen him in several different movies up uh, until this time, but I always know him as Eddie. But One Crazy Summer, I always... Recognize him from Nice Party. Remember when yeah. uh, Godzilla yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is oh, yeah. thrown in the city? Yeah. Uh, and and the he model. starts straggling him. He was like the Asian investor that came out. Mm-hmm. I loved him in that. Uh, he was also in Memoirs of Indivisible Man, which I have to rewatch, but I always think that's interesting because that was John Carpenter film. I never realized that he put Donald Lee back in the movie. Uh, later, he did Rapid Fire. He was also in U.S. Marshals and uh, the Avengers. He played a small role. Now, somebody that got huge off this movie that a lot of people realized, and I didn't realize that she had gotten huge through TV until I watched like a uh, it was a uh, game show, and she was one of the celebrity guests on it. And that's Kate Burton, who played Margot in the uh, movie. Okay, and uh, just the reporter that was uh, yeah. with Kim Cattrall during half the movie uh she had done a couple movies she did the ice storm max Payne, 127 hours but apparently she's huge in the tv show scandal and that's where everyone knows her from and i just watched her in something what did we just watch her in um damn oh the dropout she was in the dropout she was in one of the uh uh she played somebody's husband who ended up committing suicide it's
1: kind of crazy that you could be a background actress or actor for years and yep. years and even and decades. And, suddenly and then one out. part
0: comes along
1: and you take it and then all of a sudden it blows up. And it, it's be crazy it. to be in the business for that long yeah. and never experience the higher end. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden just be there.
0: Richard Jenkins. That's how Richard, Richard Jenkins. He just played that background actor in movies, like 30 or 40 movies. And suddenly he's up there winning Oscars and shit. He's awesome. Uh, Reed uh, Schneider. So Reed Schneider. I love him <laughs> and everything. So you got the three storms in this, which uh carter wong played thunder and he was in a ton of foreign films but i've got nothing like u.s films other than big uh trouble in china in here and carter wong's famous they talk about him on the commentary he like he is massive kurt russell talks about the first time he ever saw him with the shirt off and he said he could not believe how big this guy was it was like superhero big and apparently he trained the entire like uh Japanese like police force <laughs> was, uh, was Carter Wong so that's kind of what he was famous for the guy who played Rain I did see in several different things and that's Peter Kwong I saw him in uh, Golden Child he was also in the Presidio but he was big in uh, Gleaming the Cube
1: I'm he one of the storms?
0: Uh, he was one of the storms he played Rain he was also in Gleaming the Cube uh, and then James Pax was the final kind of storm he played Lightning and the only thing I have on him here is being in Invasion USA which is a great movie and then finally, uh, Susan Pai played Miao Yin and uh, she had done only, I think she had done a little bit of TV, but Sharky's Machine in First Blood she was in. Not sure who she was in First Blood. She was Someone gorgeous. My God, she was, <laughs> there's no way she wasn't a model. Uh, they almost look like they're using her headshot <laughs> when yeah. uh, when, it, uh, when she's showing the picture to Jack. It's awesome. So that's the cast. So the crew, John Carpenter, John Carpenter is definitely one of my favorite uh, directors of all times. I love that he does his own music. Is I love his music, too. That synthesizer just screams 80s to me. Now, as far as writers go, it had two writers on the movie, but uh, one of them doesn't have many credits, so you could tell that one of them was the main writer. And it's the same guy who wrote uh, Total Recall, Navy Seals, and the movie Next. Total Recall, man. That's a that's a complex script yeah, to you, be able to come that, up with. that's a
1: definite complex.
0: Complex. And I think it was based on a novel, though I think it was Philip K. Dick. I think might have done Total Recall. I'm not sure. One of those famous <laughs> sci-fi guys. That name is, always makes me giggle.
1: Philip K. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like you swear. You
0: like your swearing. Yeah. Philip K. Dick. Now, when I th- when I think John Carpenter, I think the I think it was the USC or US. US, I think it's USC, all, all the filmmakers that came out at USC, not UCLA. That might have been him, though, too. But the the cinematographer that he worked with ever since Halloween, and they did all a whole certain slew of movies all up together, and then he branched off and became massive, was Dean Cundy, And that's who did the cinematography on this. Uh, if, he's very recognizable, kind of a bigger guy with a beard. I, I love watching him talk about flicks. He's done so many great movies. I'm going to give you a list of Dean Cundey movies. So Halloween, Rock and Roll High School, The Fog, Halloween 2, Escape from New York, The Thing, Halloween 3, Psycho 2, DC Cab. Now here's where he started he started branching out to do movies with Zemeckis and Spielberg. So he was the director of photography on Romancing the Stone, all the Back to the Future films. Project X, Big Business, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And that's well, it's a nightmare of a shoot, I would imagine. Uh, Road Roadhouse, Hook, Death Becomes Her, then Jurassic Park and Apollo Thirteen. It's crazy.
1: God, he's got to be worth millions. Yeah, millions. It's crazy. And he
0: helped like develop that panaglide kind of way of filming that John Carpenter always used, and uh, just yeah, fantastic Dean Gundy to come out of there. And I'm just glad that he was the cinematographer of my favorite film. So the editor is Steve Uh Mirkovich, who has done several uh really great flicks that I have uh, that I like. And so he was the editor on Prince of Darkness, Friday thirteenth, part eight, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, Necessary Roughness, Fire in the Sky, Broken Arrow, Con Air*. I know you did last summer in Passion of the Christ. So yeah. the composer, John Carpenter. Uh, I love a lot of his scores. This one... Has he scored a movie he's not directed? Um, That's a good question. Well, technically, the new Halloween movies he's scored because he's rewritten kind of his score yeah, for but, Halloween. He's, I, he's beefed it up and done a bunch of different stuff for that. Instead of ding, ding, he went ding, ding. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> Even more interesting is the movies back in the day that he didn't score because most of me did, and then there were a few sprinkled in there they didn't that you would have thought that he did. Like, uh, The Thing was Enrico Morricone, yeah. you know, that guy that uh, Quentin guy. loves yeah. and that just won his uh, Oscar. And a lot of people don't like him. I love that guy.
1: What I like about John Carpenter's stuff is, from a, from a composer's style, is he he can be a minimalist for a lot of times. Like, very basic sounds. He's not loading the screen. Score up, with yeah. So much different, crazy stuff going on at once. Where you hear with
0: it's just, it's background noise, you know, it's yeah, background. Like it almost of, could just
1: be a one key on the keyboard yeah. being held down, f- and for a long period of time with the volume coming up
0: and down and up and down. I love it. I think it's very unique to the, uh, to to all the style movies he does too. You know, uh, I mean, it definitely
1: fit the time period too.
0: Mm. Speaking of the time period, so some of the details. So this was released in famously. And I'll get into some of the trivia here too, but Kurt Russell tells a story on the commentary where he was having dinner with friends, like on a Monday, and this was coming out on a Friday, and uh, they were all in the industry too, and they had no clue this movie was coming out. the The producers dropped the ball on marketing big time for this flick. No one knew it was coming out. Uh, they just released it. It just it just got released they had like a couple print ads here and there but they didn't do the main push and one of the main reasons was is fox did the movie and fox was about to release and maybe i say it in the trivia about how long it is but i know it's only a few months that it was like four months after this release aliens came out so that's where their big money went they dumped all their money into aliens you know and you know what i mean it's smartly been, on do that you know what what's that no one can hear you screaming in space. <laughs> yeah, see, no, that was <laughs> see, that was the first one. Okay. <laughs> that was the alien okay, campaign. Okay. <laughs> so the, uh, I'm not sure what the campaign was. Uh, but <laughs> they still can't hear you. Yeah, in they space. Still can't. <laughs> I bet it was a big one too, because the third one, remember, uh, was the bitch's back yep. type thing, and uh, I'm sure it was a big uh, tagline for the aliens. But <clears throat> so yeah, their his friends had no idea that he had a. Really Do you
1: talk about the poster at all?
0: For this movie? Yeah, your, I don't think I list. do, and we really should.
1: Because, speak about how this style, this whoever did it. Drew Struzan. Drew Struzan. Yeah, he did stusen. it for, like, Temple of Doom. It yep. was really cool. I, I remember a, you had
0: Temple of Doom when you were uh, a kid. Back to the Future, uh, all the Temple of Doom is right up here. <laughs> it's on the wall right here. No, I remember you having it as a kid. Though. Yep, uh, Temple of Doom. Well, we had Last Crusade. Last Crusade was the poster we had on our walls as a kid. But I remember, and, uh, I
1: remember the... Uh, coal car. Yep, yep. In the foreground. Yep, right
0: there. Of, is it? Yeah. I don't it's it. Drew Struzan has all their stuff. Uh, maybe it's on the right side. Maybe it, No, I guess it's not right there. I remember
1: it's weird. it being part of that poster.
0: Uh, they have the the DVDs uh, or the VHS has altered a little bit. But yeah, look up Drew Struzan if you're a fan of those old cartoony type very realistic ones. though like that's yeah dreamscape was him uh, all the back to the futures all the yep. star wars yep. was him uh, i have a whole book of all his posters and i i've got several for a while there i was opening up some of these frames and like every couple months dropping a new strews and poster because these are like 27 by 40 and my big trouble little china one that i have in my wall is professionally framed and it's signed by kurt russell and uh, kim cattrall but the the temple of doom one behind i can open that up and drop a new one in there it just got to be a pain in the ass to get, drop a new one in there so i just kind of stayed with uh temple Pick, of doom. you picked a theme and went with it yeah i love drew stews and i mean being a fan of vhs's just seeing the covers of his movies that all the police academies dude all the police Yeah. Uh,
1: do you think that was a tip of the hat in the mist that they made the character yeah
0: he did that poster in the mist and then, Oh he did the poster yeah, in the mist. Drew Struzen okay. did the Mist poster and then he did the Dark Tower uh, poster that he was drawing. So that he was basically doing that character was Drew Struzen, basically. He's super famous. He goes to the cons and signs all his posters. He's uh I follow him on Twitter, he's a nice guy. So the release date, so this was a summer movie, July second, nineteen eighty six, so they came full on in the summertime. PG thirteen because this was yeah this was a year after the PG thirteen which is great because I couldn't imagine this being getting an R rating, and PG I think they probably would have leaned would, more PG they would have gone PG they would have taken the one fuck out they, uh, they Jack Burton says one fuck him. in this movie no nudity in the movie some some dark mystical stuff in it but other than that uh all filmed in San Francisco I went and visited several of the locations when I got uh, went to San Francisco so I was super happy to see it all the budget of the movie twenty five million dollars. What do you think? Made money, lost money. Lost money, 17. You think it made 17 gross? No, I think it lost. I
1: think it made. I
0: th- what was the worldwide gross?
1: 17 million.
0: 11 million. So, I mean. I gave more million than they gave. Yeah, their- yeah. $11 million. I mean, that's why people. And it was the campaign. I mean, they really kind of screwed themselves God. on this because this movie immediately got a huge audience on HBO. Maybe they
1: signed a good deal in the back end.
0: HBO and back. VHS, this movie was huge. You I have to feel like not... you
1: make your money, even if you lost $10 million in the box office yeah.
0: release, you're going to make your money back. And this movie was almost always out. Kids don't realize that when somebody in town rented the three copies of Big Trouble in China, If you're lucky if you had three copies, that our place probably won. Yeah. Uh, this was like, our place was Video Junction, Mansfield, Massachusetts. Uh, I just went to that plaza today, or, or like today, uh, two weeks ago. And uh, saw where our video store was. Loved it, man. the The woman that worked there was a friend of. uh, I met her son at school one day. Oh, my mom's the one who works there, and she was super nice and would get me free rentals if I put movies back for her. They were. She would give me free posters. A lot of those posters I got for her house from them. I loved. I would just hang out there, and uh, she didn't mind me just walking around the store for probably an hour before I rented something. And I just
1: and uh, it was exciting when you would go there. And they just dropped all the new releases. Oh, I knew
0: when things were coming out. I waited. They would had a sign in the window that you guys would... didn't have to worry about. Uh, that oh, was my that was that your... was my burden of us getting like Big or Beetlejuice or Batman the day it came out. Everyone knew at the house that Paul was going to be at the video store to make sure, make it happen, and and I was. I remember being there when the store opened for Batman. I could not wait. Uh, so some of the trivia we've got for Big Trouble in China some interesting stuff here too so jackie chan was carpenter's first choice as wang chi but feared his english wasn't good enough so that's so interesting and it's true dennis dunn's got way better kind of diction than uh than yeah jackie it sounds
1: like he grew up bilinguals because he speaks perfect english
0: who's oh yeah dennis dunn yeah, 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 yeah whereas
1: <laughs>
0: jackie chan still can't speak english he he does it really well, but you can imagine him in eighty six how bad it was. I mean, that was before cannibal, Rumble in the Bronx and stuff. Run. Yeah, that was like Cannonball Run, man. That's not yeah, Cannonball Run was a little bit before that, but so the test screening was so overwhelmingly positive that Russell and Carpenter thought it was going to be a huge hit. Unfo- unfortunately, Fox put so little promotion into it, and aliens dropped six weeks later, the alien budget being eight point eighteen. Point five million. The budget on this was more. Uh, the budget on Big Trouble in Little China was twenty-five million, and the budget on Aliens was eighteen point five. Can you, in a million years, have ever guessed that? All right. The worldwide gross for Aliens. What would you guess? Hundred million. Hundred and thirty-one million dollars. That's massive. That's for why they put their,
1: That's why they put their. Marking. They did the Alien right was, thing.
0: Well, they had a piggyback. Alien was huge. So they knew everyone who saw Alien was gonna see Alien. Like anybody that
1: was complaining about but big trouble in the China is gonna lose money. They're like, like Aliens is gonna make so much money, I'll just give you that money
0: back. Uh, it's gotta it's gotta be a letdown too when the test screening was so positive yeah like that. Uh I know some people won't even do test screenings anymore. They it's just it's a cult fuck that. Classic though.
1: What would you pay if you were an actor? It's it's cool that if something that you did a long time ago becomes a cult classic. oh yeah because then it's there forever well
0: kirk russell had said too during the commentary that he would go to all these like signings and mm-hmm. cons i'm not sure he went to a full con at that point but he was going to signings and everything and he would meet a lot of fans and he said one of his favorite things was to uh uh kind of imagine what the person coming up to you is going to talk about Uh he says he's got a lot of like uh snake Pliskin fans and everything he says but the big trouble china fans were always the real diehards that knew every moment of the movie and would talk the movie up to him he said he knew that there was a huge cult following to this even before a lot of people did so it's interesting as hell so the film was originally envisioned as a western and jack burton's horse was stolen thought that was interesting because <laughs> you could totally see I could totally this see it. T- totally playing out like that uh one of the few times uh, and we're actually going to be talking we're going to be talking about the entire like uh we're going to commentate like the uh f- from like uh, an hour and 16 minutes to like an hour and 30 so we're going to commentate the last 14 minutes of the movie and this scene actually takes place during what uh, get to hear my favorite line what's that i
1: like when jack burton
0: sees his truck and yeah he says my truck I <laughs> yep, And this happened right after that. This <laughs> trivia happened right after that. So apparently one of the few times John Carpenter lost his shit during a movie is when the squib went off next to Kurt Russell's head during oh, that, that scene. scene? Yeah. So right after that scene uh, where he says, my truck, he the guards start chasing him with machine guns. So they hightail it as fast as they can to the truck. And along the wall, there's a squib that's supposed to go off with you can their see shooting. React at him. a little bit too. Too. He talks about it during the commentary a lot too, and it's a very interesting point in the commentary where they lead up to it. So we're watching during the commentary. He's like, "Wait until it, the squib happens," and it says, it, "It literally went off right next to his head, where he could have lost his hearing or lost an ear." And apparently, the that crew member did not work on the set after that day too. Because uh, yeah, you fucked star. up, man. You can't end. Uh, Injure a star, and when you're doing squibs like that, and you have people running near them, you can't do it. So, so another couple of interesting things here. Kurt Russell turned down the role of Connor McCloud in Highlander to be in the movie. Chose wisely. He did chose wisely, but that he movie m- Highlander would have been ten times ten times better with Kurt Russell than with oh, yeah. uh, what's his name. I I liked Highlander, but uh, Christopher, what's his name? Christopher Lambert. Christopher mm. Lambert was not a fan. He's not actor. a great actor. He's not a great actor. That 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 was the Jackie Chan problem. You know his, his uh his dialogue. He cannot, I don't know what he brought he to the project. He cannot have soliloquies and everything. Like he's he's good to watch and he can do the physical stuff and everything, but delivering dialogue, that it's like it brings me back to this uh, to that story you hear about Sylvester Stallone. uh, uh Coming into was it Universal Soldier or was no it was Masters Universe. Stallone showed up on the Masters Universe uh, uh, lot and he looked up at Dolph Lundgren. He's like, "You gave that guy lines." <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so the Egg Chan's office and Workshop. This one blew me away. Every once in a while, I'll find a trivia note. Like last week during Fright Night, our trivia note that blew our mind is that the same street and houses where Jerry Dandridge's house is, is the Burbs set. All the Burbs' houses are right there. Oh, okay. So that could have been the Klopak's house, was nice. like Dandridge's house. This one is, was the same thing. So Egg Chan's office, you know, when he goes in and he changes yeah. real mm-hmm. quick and they're, they're going to take down that tunnel to go he to gets the underground? The 16 bag? uh well 16 bag was underneath but yeah yeah actually he had it on his thing so he probably did mention it at that point it's the firehouse in ghostbusters oh nice and it's one of those things that seems so obvious when you think about it you're like yeah of course it is it's like that big uh town in uh the burbs so jeff bridges was considered for the role of jack burton he wouldn't have done a horrible job no but it, it would wouldn't have been, been snarky have been
1: though he's not as snarky and one linery
0: is. As- but he he definitely he can do that. back in the day you could see him playing inept a lot more yeah. than when he was uh, later in his career, so this was interesting fact. Zach Braff you know Zach Braff mm-hmm. from, from like Scrubs Eat Scrubs yep he went as Jack Burton to Kim to kate hudson's 2014 halloween party and ran into kurt to kurt russell and they posed for a picture together i never did when i wrote this down i was like i gotta pull that picture up so i haven't pulled the picture up yet so i'm gonna have to see if that is available i'm sure if they took a picture it's available but that would have been funny as hell so the body count in this movie is a hell of a lot bigger than i thought it was you know you're looking at uh, you're thinking like but then you you think of the uh, the uh, well there was that big battle scene. yeah the big battle in the alley yeah uh, was big, so the body counts forty six. I was like, "Damn, that's big!" And so the last trivia for us for the tractor trail on nuts out there. And apparently, I bet this is probably worth some money. So Burton's truck is a Freightliner FLC one twenty. So who knew?
1: It was called the Pork Chop Express. The Pork Chop Express. I love it. That was
0: the perfect name. And that was our and that's a great kind of prelude. And so we'll just go through and talk about a little bit bit of a movie, uh, kind of the, the nuts and bolts of the movie before we kind of commentate on that last big scene, which is which will be fun because it's it's just a wild ride. So I, I love the story in general. The the idea of your like I said, of them focusing it on kind of the sidekicks side of this whole thing yeah. was really bright. they
1: have because go to the one of the first scenes of the movie is really cool when they're gambling yeah when they're gambling and he bets he jack burton just takes everybody's money yeah and the other guy wants to get it has to get his money back yeah Wayne so G. he's like double or nothing i can cut this bottle in
0: half yeah with this machete
1: <laughs> with the machete and so
0: it he, also tells a lot about the two characters yeah jack doesn't doesn't trust him he's like okay we'll do that but not that bottle this bottle and then yeah. he, he finishes the bottle of beer that he's drinking and he hands it to wang chi and uh yeah he sets it up and uh he chops the bottle the bottle goes fine. you get to see he doesn't chop in half though he, j- he no. hits it and, it and it squirts and burton catches it yeah it's all in the reflex. all in the reflexes the first line and that's before uh drinking the uh <laughs> yeah uh drinking the medicine, so it was uh, really interesting to see that. I love even prior to that when... Steve Childers used to use that line. Oh, yeah, it's all in the reflexes, man. Yeah, he was a huge... All those guys were huge, kind of big trouble fans. Uh, I like even before that, the the establishing of Jack Burton, kind of... He was doing a podcast. He's doing a basically he's doing a podcast before podcast. <laughs> yeah. or he was he was driving his big rig, but he is kind of doing like a Bill Burr one man show kind of on the mic with no guests whatsoever. He's just he's talking just ranting, his life about life. Pontificating. Says, yeah. It's like my, what my wife said. I never uh drive faster than I can see, but other than that, it's all in the reflexes. And then one of my favorite kind of things is when he talks about um, someone attacking him at the bar. He says, when that big, ugly sucker grabs grabs your head, uh taps the back of your favorite head up against the barroom wall and says, have you paid your dues? You just look that big, ugly sucker back in his eyes and you say, yes, sir, the check is in the mail. <laughs> it was just one quotable line after quotable yep. line man so at, at the beginning just leading up till that and you you immediately bought this friendship between those two guys but you also it was really interesting to see i trust you but i don't have complete trust in you because remember when they do that bet and wang chi uh loses and he it was like uh uh nothing or double so there was a good amount of change he on the s- table there yeah I, I think it was a couple thousand dollars at least so Jack's like, all right, well, well, he says, I'll give you the money. He says, no. He says, you're going to give me the money now. He says, well, I got to go to the airport first. He says, he says, what do you got to go to the airport? He says, I got to meet a girl there. I'm bringing a girl in from China. And uh, my girlfriend, I've been saving up my entire life. And he's like, well, I'm going with you. He says, you don't trust me after all these years? He says, no. He says, I'll drive with you. Uh, or you drive with me. So Jack's driving his big rig, which was the big, uh, he probably shouldn't have. and None of this would have happened because Jack only gets involved in this really is because. Yeah. I mean, we like to think that he would get involved because of Miao Ying being kidnapped, but definitely because of his truck getting uh, stolen was a big thing for him.
1: <laughs> I mean, he he had some of the characteristics of a hero, yeah, but, but not s- some all of them, them. as an antihero. Yeah, he's he's quite. Like he's anti-hero. in it for himself, but he wants
0: the glory at the same time. It was a very unique character they've they kind of constructed because up till then we have, we had seen all right, clear cut hero villain. This guy had his he's morals. Like one kind part.
1: John Wayne, one part Han Solo, one part Pink Panther. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it's almost the the idea that I am going to cover my own ass yeah. is always at the forefront of his, yeah. his mind, you know? That's
1: usually the forefront of my mind. I, I mean, it's true.
0: I mean, it should be for most people, I would think, too. But So they're going to the airport, and they're going to pick up Miao Ying and... Uh, if he even established it on the drive there he's like she's got green eyes you know how rare that is and uh, shows the picture Miao ying's gorgeous very, you just
1: gotta get contacts
0: yeah well this is <laughs> pre-contacts too or you could have but they were hard lenses so they're at the airport and while they're at the airport the uh the gang comes and they kidnap Miao ying wait they, they also try to kidnap another girl and so you they realize at that point that they're actually specifically looking for Ah, uh, how they knew she was coming in and that she had green eyes not sure but uh, low pants kind well, of scouring. Yeah, <laughs> scouring yeah we, scouring <laughs> yeah we didn't even mention like the uh, the beginning that's beginning after that though. oh with uh, like, like when egg yeah and, when
1: he does like a little like hurricane in his fingers like, a little he's lightning like, yeah but his line was great he's like that was nothing <laughs> yeah
0: but that's a little taste you know yeah and then he's defending Jack Burton and it, it really set the story up well it's, we were all in his debt he showed great courage so what what's going on is so once Miao Ying is kidnapped and uh they they go into town and uh even after that you know she so she's kidnapped they go into town they witness the thing in the alley and he sees Lo Pan for the first time and it really exposes Jack and to the viewer that there is a deep underground mythology going on in chinatown that we didn't know about at all that's been going on for thousands of years and basically what it is is david lopan who was a wealthy kind of businessman had screwed over ling li the uh the god of the underground and because he was screwed over he put a curse on Lopin that he would be almost, he could go between, he could never be completely flesh. If he's going to be flesh, he's going to be an old like ass 900 man. A year like a 900-year-old man. man if, but it, for the, if one he of the wants creepiest makeup his, you've ever seen. Yeah, it's very good. It's very well done. But for the most part, he's just going to be somebody of no flesh, just kind of a ghost, basically. Like, like a hologram, hologram. It's almost like a hologram. And uh, we, we see him for the first time when he's, he shows up during the uh, the fight of the two uh, rival gangs, but almost preluding him is the three storms, which are thunder, rain, and lightning. Which follow they they're kind of the lackeys of David Lopez. I
1: wonder if they used any real like Chinese or mythology, mythology to
0: it. Maybe I would think a lot of it's probably it's very they I mean, have so there, much of it. So there's a ton there, so I, I no doubt that they borrowed from something. Maybe they might not be a six demon bag, but. Yeah, (laughs) it was great. How much the in what was great about it is is everybody knew about it except (laughs) Except for Jack. Jack. Yeah, Uh, and Gracie Law for the most part too. But Gracie Law still knew about David Lopin and how reclusive he was. And she was trying to get the scoop. Yeah, she was a uh, she was a reporter, and she was actually meeting somebody at the airport that was going to kind of break it all open too. And Margot was part of her kind of a team. So once Jack gets exposed, and that. The first shot of David Lopin, I mean, when we see him open his mouth and that light comes out as a kid it was just frightening I
1: just ran over a 10 foot T- tall <laughs> yeah
0: which low <laughs> pan the 10 foot tall uh, roadblock or the uh, or the $900 cripple uh, <laughs> basket case on wheels is yeah. what he calls them. Uh so once he gets his truck stolen now it's all up I, I love the scene when they're back at the the dragon of the black pool is the restaurant
1: yeah it's like um, a home base for the good guys and
0: that's where Dennis Dunn owns that's his restaurant his uncle uh, uncle chew works at the place and the major d is eddie and i love the scene when they're back there after they've just experienced i and uh that's what jack burton even says i've just experienced some real uh some pretty real things here uh i love when jack's talking to like the um uh, what's it the car insurance on the i play six g's a premium or five g's a year in premium hun. you better have my my file on board and so he's he's kind of working out everything that's happened. And then in the background, after he gets into the phone, that's where Gracie law shows up and they kind of reveal to him, everything that's going on, that this you're way over your head. There's a fight that's been going on a thousand years. Magic is real, but we can tell you right now, we know where Miao Ying's been taken. So all these kidnapped girls get taken to the white dragon, which is basically the brothel, But, but not realizing that, um, it's also one of the kind of entryways into kind of... Their evil lair. Their evil lair. Uh, and it was really... Well, the trading company actually was. So at first, they went to the brothel, and it all shit broke through with the brothel. The storm showed up. They picked up Miao Ying. Uh, once again, Jack Burton experienced some serious shit that he can't experience. And that's when Egg Chen basically gets involved. And... They real they're gonna go on a no actually before that because Egg Chen only shows up after they rescue from the trading company. Mm-hmm. They decide to do a huge rescue mission. They said, he drives the uh, he, drives he drives the tour drives bus. The tour bus. Yeah, yeah, that's his legit job uh-huh. that he he gets paid for. So once they show up at the trading company is when the rescue is gonna happen. They're gonna uh uh rescue all the girls that are being held down there.
1: And they had a lot of cool little action sequences, like him in the wheelchair leaning over. That the pit. that was
0: the good stuff, man. Once they went in to underneath, uh, once they got in the elevator. Remember, the elevator took them down. But they
1: came in the front door. Yeah, we're here expecting inspecting something. And the phone like, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and came, they came went, in with a he came in they, with
0: like a rotary phone in his yeah. hand. <laughs> it's like, uh, that didn't work. Yeah, so he just pushed his way past this. But once he got in the elevator and it took him underground, and they basically. Uh, kidnapped them, and you got to meet the 900-year-old. That was awesome, man. Just that low Pan really funny as that. All- me after all these years you couldn't find yeah, yeah. a girl to fit the bill? Or Come on, something? Dave, you're Just doing something some seriously, seriously wrong, wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> so many great one-liners uh, that. And then, yeah, like the scene where you get to see Thunder kind of torturing him in the room and then the wheelchair that kind of wheels him to the edge uh it's just all good stuff man one thing after another and then monster kidnaps the monster kidnaps gracie law on the way out and then they have to go back again and that's where egg chen kind of joins that monster was creepy kind of reminded me about the something under the stairs yeah the people under the stairs type of thing no oh oh the crate yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the 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 crate. uh, the tasmanian devil yeah from the crate i could see that for sure what I love about it is when you, when Egg Chen got involved and they went back under and they were gonna. He told him, he says, "This is what's gonna happen." He's been looking for someone with a girl with green eyes. He's gonna marry him. He's gonna he's gonna marry Mao Ying. He's gonna sacrifice Crazy Law. He'll he'll be flesh and all hell's gonna break loose. He's gonna bring all this stuff forward into Chinatown and we have to basically. We're, the, the end of the world is going to happen. We have to save the day. You you realize that Egg Chen has been doing this for so long. And when I'm looking at this movie and people are talking, oh, are they, they going to do a sequel? Are they, This has got prequel written yeah, all yeah, over yeah. it with Egg Chen and Lopan younger battling each other. Don't even put Jack Burton in it. Do that yeah. later on. You can work up to him. Work back when Egg Chen was in his 20s fighting Lopan and Lopan get got his physical form taken from him that would be an incredible prequel I'm incredible sure prequel so i mean from what i hear the rock still owns the rights to it so hopefully he'll do the right thing and not turn it into something that shouldn't be turned into or i, I if you're going to do a sequel do kurt russell 70 just turned 71 kurt russell 71 still driving the fucking truck would be fucking incredible he could still do it he doesn't have to do f- too physical of stuff so yeah I mean, he did a lot of physical stuff in this, but he, he could still catch knives with his hands and shit like that. Of course so. he can. So, yeah, this is basically going to lead us to the part we're going to talk to. So we're going to kind of transition into our uh, our commentary here, which basically is going to take place right before Lopan's wedding, the whole entire fight through Lopan's wedding, uh, Jack killing Lopan all the way to the, the rescue of the truck. So if if you're a fan of the uh, this movie, you definitely uh, want to be part of this scene and uh, the commentary we're doing. here. let me look at the time code here. I I would imagine Big Trouble in China is probably easy to find. I don't know. It's not like some of these movies that we pick on it. Uh, I'm not sure what it streams on because I have I looked the other Every day. Platform. I have three copies on Blu-ray. I have three copies on DVD. Just in case i have a perfect Just In
1: case you want to watch it more than once i have
0: a perfect <laughs> copy on vhs which is probably worth three hundred dollars and unfortunately i can't get rid of it uh some of those vhs movies man whew, worth a ton
1: so they do um they do a dick clark uh rerun of the 80s top 40 really on like sundays or saturdays oh for music music wise yeah, they play all the music, but yeah. they leave the original commercials in. Oh, that's awesome. And so one of the commercials was like, Panasonic's new VHF's recorder on sale now for $975. Oh, that's awesome. I was like,
0: wow. <laughs> 82 or 83. It was like I'm wondering what our parents paid for that first. That first VCR we had was great. It was a brick. I know the Wait.
1: dishwasher. They paid $1,200. And to put this into context, the house only cost them 33 the dishwasher was almost a th- was almost
0: what? Th- That's 3%. crazy. When you go back and you look at some of those prices, it really is kind of well. Some uh, of that technology stuff, man,
1: like those those paddles what was it, in, in television. Yeah, you hate that television. that was like three hundred dollars oh, or three fifty.
0: That's crazy
1: to to hit a ball across the screen and use a
0: pallet a little thing to hit it somewhere else yeah first nintendo's were pricey too so all right we're almost here let's get to so if you're following along with us go to one hour and 16 minutes and 40 seconds and we will start our uh commentary all right like pouring it out of a gourd (laughs) i I love this element to it so uh egg chan has poured all this kind of uh Uh,
1: Dry ice. Dry
0: dry ice in the cups uh, as medicine and they're all going to drink it and it's going to allow them to see things no one can see and uh, do things no one can do. Hey, look at that. (laughs) Uh, It's so cool that they added that element that, all right, if we have them do some kind of... (laughs) If we have them do some wacky shit in the next 10 minutes, just know it's because they drank this medicine. (laughs)
1: Yeah, It's some type of... (laughs) Hallucinogen mixed with with methamphetamine. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it all hits them when they're in the elevator too. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> oh, it's <that's> great. <laughs> I love this, this whole cast. They just got super lucky, man. They, they all understood what they were doing and they kind of realized the fun in it and everything. I love these fake elevators, how huge they are. And they're basically doing movies. We know that they're just three panels kind of all put next to each other. Uh, in a clever way, and you just film it like that. I've only been in like one or two elevators. that were that movie size. See elevators. those panels back there. Yeah, Marie and I went to
1: Micinopi and saw them in a thrift store. They came from an opium den. Oh, crazy! Did
0: you buy them? Fifteen hundred dollars a panel. Oh man, it was ridiculous. Yeah, almost might be worth it. Now I don't know what sound studio they made this in. So they're they're this in the studio big. now. It's pretty big. So this is where it's a whole set. We're like in the, the Millennium location Falcon set. Yeah, or like Temple of Doom. Maybe yep. not as big as Temple of Doom, but pretty close. So this Someone is, had to write these ceremonies. Oh, yeah. So you got Lopan's kind of wedding is happening, and there's this huge statue behind him that eventually falls apart. With neon on it. But there's a good, what do we think, 30 50? people? 50 people of Lopan's men, and then you have Jack's men, who's basically got one, two, three, four, five. Five guys, then Egg Chen and uh, Wang Chi. So the little one of my,
1: seer thing is about to show up.
0: One of my favorite moments of this entire thing is uh is Jack Burton hitting his head at the beginning of this oh, and yeah. being out of the fight for the first 2 mm-hmm. minutes. That's such a brilliant script move and something that I would think producers would argue with you about. Wait, he's our hero. Why are you knocking him out? Because it's totally in character with him to do and it's funny as shit. In the, the the angle they show Watch, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Miao Ying flinches here. That was always, yep, there it is. <laughs> Apparently, Lopan pushed the needle a little too hard. What kind of wedding ceremony is that, man? He's got to push the needle through her skin, and then the blood will slowly appear on Lopan, kind of to show the fact that he is slowly becoming oh, flesh. Yeah, this kind of mad ball seer creature was always one of my favorite things. I like that line he just said, the way he said it, like his voice cracked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I love it. So they all scream at the same time once they realize that the uh, the good guys and the bad guys are about to have this massive clash. <laughs> and then Kurt Russell mm-hmm. fires in the air. A huge boulder comes and hits himself in the head and knocks <laughs> him completely out. out like a light. That shot, though, of him on the ground from just completely out cold just makes my day, man. <laughs> So I don't know how long he's out, but he's probably out for a good two or three months. They did it.
1: This was a lot of choreograph. Oh, like this, very
0: well choreographed. Like all it? these
1: guys are martial arts guys that happen oh, yeah. to be. That was always cool as a kid that he did one of those run up a wall type of yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: Dennis Dunn did a run up the wall thing. I it, I love that the one of the storms, Rain saw him do that and realizes, oh shit, this guy is worthy of fighting. Yeah. And he literally goes and approaches him to fight. So now Jack's on his feet. And he gets incapacitated uh, again, too, by the guard. of the heavy guard oh, yeah. kind of falls on him. Yeah, this was really neat, so, man. Someone's doing someone's some g- serious backflips. It's
1: almost like they left in the sound of the 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 spring compressor that launches
0: them. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cool. It's cool, though. They definitely got someone was doing some serious acrobats here. Uh, because they're not faking these flips and oh, everything. The one dude that was in the whole thing, he just bought it. Yep, that was like the uh, the second to Ali Yong. He's the yep, one who had there he the, is, right in the background. Uh, yeah. just he was the one that had the uh, the the revolvers. Yeah, he was the only one. Ah, oh, here's Carter Wong, man. The guy who played Thunder is he a just massive, Huge guy, man. We get to see him blown up later on. I love that part. Yeah, this whole battle, no matter where you looked, there was fighting going on, yeah. and it was really well done and it kind of completely ho- changes once Egg Chen kind of uh starts it up with his kind of video game element that they added here.
1: Oh, rack focus.
0: Oh. Uh, Lopan is they're he's slowly turning flesh. they're slowly taking the makeup off James Hong yeah. to be not as pale. Yeah, this guard, you could kind of he com- they made him really look heavy too, you know? Like you really believe that this it's guard in full armor. He's full armor. He's got a full heavy mask on and he just falls on Jack Burton. And Jack Burton stabs him with a knife into the stomach as he's going down. So they're now doing a the lot of fighting in the air. This must have been crazy. To occur, I mean, now. it's interesting because this might have been the first time they were like literally using wire work yeah. in a big uh, like American budget. I mean, they've been using it in Japan and China for years, but I, even uh, uh, John Carpenter and. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Kurt Russell, were talking on the commentary how when they were filming the commentary and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragonhead was just about to come out. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you got Kurt's like, you were doing that for years. Look at all this stuff with Wang Chi and Dennis uh, done on the wires or their stunt doubles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always love Rain looking him up and down like, who the fuck is this guy? He should be working with us. Yep. <laughs> He drank, the, he drank the liquid, though, man. That's true. I, I'm wondering it, what Dennis Dunn it, would have been capable of nothing. without drinking it.
1: This was kind of cool, dude. The hologram rings they had. Yeah, so he, They would had like a, an avatar fighting for them.
0: Yeah, it was really neat. It was like way be, uh, before <laughs> their time period that they should be doing this type of stuff with yeah. avatars and video games. But obviously, video games were huge. And I love how Lopan moves his thumbs like he's actually doing a controller yep. or something. <laughs> And one of the best lines is said by Lopan here where he's like, you never could beat me, Egg Jen. Like, talk about something that could also be used in the prequel. Yep. I may have to write it myself. I'll write it myself. Ship it to the rock. And send it Say to the it. rock and be like, come on, dude, this is if what you need to do. Put me in the movie. You can have my script. I just pay me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, so yeah. There's, there's, He's still fighting with the rain character, which I think is great. The rain guy eventually has to kind of give up. No, doesn't
1: he throw his sword at him or something?
0: Oh, he definitely does. Well, Egg Chen, oh, there goes Aliang, stabbed in the stomach. So right up the elevator, we see Lo Pan and Thunder and Miao Ying kind of escaping.
1: And then he's, lightning always looks. I cool think he's as covering man. their tracks, so he kind of blows up the. <laughs> I still think he can get through though.
0: There's not many action figures made for Big Little Trouble in Little China, but a few years ago the, they made, the storms. They made one storm. They have lightning you could get and it looks really cool. But why only one of the three storms? So he just got killed. Yep, that was Rain dying. So they can be killed. I mean, they're definitely mystical type creatures, but they're not like (laughs) they're not mortal. I mean I mean they are mortal. They're not like a bunch of my favorite
1: lines is gonna come up pretty soon. Oh
0: yeah, man. (laughs) How'd you get up there? So we're about to transition to this next scene. Jack Burton finally gets reunited with Gracie Long, who's in full kind of Peacock wears geisha, gear. geisha or yeah, something? which I have the uh, the action figure for it right down there in front of the TV. And it was actually at my wedding, that's true. When it was near the cake, the that's, cake table. Uh, that's how prominent this movie was. It was worked into my wedding, yes, we were that guy, not fully that guy. We weren't like dressed up like characters. Oh, look out! Oh, oh we get to see the uh, werewolf and the nards. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what you would call this creature, man. It was like a beast type creature. But yeah, like you said, it's kind of a Tasmanian Devil-esque quality to it. So now they're in the elevator. And they this, did, was, They this did a lot of
1: detail on her makeup for this. Oh, yeah. They really it went crazy with really her.
0: It was always kind of creepy, too, when her eyes went white earlier mm-hmm. in the movie, where the, the electrical uh, storm made her eyes white. It was creepy as hell. <laughs> so they just have like this back and forth. I love the kind of relationship with them. We're like, you know, there's some sexual energy with us, but I just wanted to know that I don't need you and you don't need me type thing going on. But they, they took the opportunity to kind of kiss, not for the first time. Well, he kind of stole a kiss in the sewers. So this was kind of the first kind of mutual kiss they had. Uh, One of my favorite elements, and it just describes the coolness and the funness of the movie, is that the elevator opens and, and now Kurt Russell has full lipstick on. Yeah. And it stays there for the whole next <laughs> scene. All of Lopan's death scene. The, the great moment His when Lopan dies. When he said... Yeah, it's <laughs> all in the reflexes. Gets... It, that all happens with full lipstick on. Just so great. I love it now that we finally get to see James Hong with no makeup. Complete, and it, he does look completely different without the makeup. You don't realize how much he does. And this was one of... Most people's favorite scenes. So we're in the room that's kind of. Uh...
1: He didn't get to experience it as long as you would think.
0: he would no. I mean, it did happen <laughs> quick, but the whole kind of room is filled with these golden Buddhas that surrounding him, and he kind of is. Here's his big his big speech. His big speech. I love how he's he's offended. Did he, he didn't know win. who he was? He doesn't know who he was. <laughs> you know what old good good old Jack Burton says at a time like this? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I love that Wang Chi shows up in mid-flip. You know, yeah. He's just really showing off now. With I that. remember Steve and I used to do this. That thing that, with the hand? With the hand salute. Oh, now
1: it's hand. probably some, okay. some Proud Boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't,
0: don't do it until we know what it means now. Luckily, Wang Chi showed up because Jack had no, no chance Jack. against Thunder. He's lucky he had a chance against uh, uh He does Lo get Pan. lucky here, though. Lopan's literally holding Miao Ying in front of him as a shield, too. So... This is the famous scene. Kurt Russell throws the, knife, the dagger at Lopan. Pan. <laughs> really pissed at him. Completely misses Lopin. And so Lopan picks the knife up and just throws it at Jack. And out of nowhere, Jack catches the knife and throws it back and hits James Hong in the head. Looked awesome. Looked the whole great. thing looked awesome. I don't know if we could get a knife to,
1: to puncture...
0: Go, Not t- through, through your skull. entire skull. No, it would probably stab into you and maybe. Knock Once you again, we we go back to the liquid he drank it was probably yeah. the only way he could do it. So, but
1: someone had one take.
0: Yep, to knock all those statues down. All the statues get knocked down. He delivers his key line. <laughs> you, you were getting laid tonight if you wanted to. Oh yeah, I don't think he did. I don't think him and in uh, uh, Kim Control ever kind of bedded together in this movie. They kind of alluded to they kind of just left it as a fling oh she finally so, wipes this lipstick off oh now they gotta help uh wang chi and wang chi is it's some of the funniest stuff too
1: this guy kind of oh thunder just is kind like, of a, like
0: nuts. wang chi knows he has no chance he's nuts. basically just gonna run from thunder that's their kind yeah. of their only way of doing this but thunder comes into the room and sees his master and just has melted dead him. on the ground man and Yeah, he has a meltdown. It's one of the craziest scenes you never thought you were going to see in the movie. Also, one of the action figures that should have been made that have not has not yet to be made. So, Thunder has this ability to kind of puff himself up. We've seen him do it earlier in the movie where it's just a little bit. Well, now he decides to full-on blow himself up. I always thought he looked like a Cabbage Patch yeah, Kid, uh-huh. like a Garbage Pail Kid oh, more yeah. than a Cabbage Patch. You know, the Garbage Pail Kids were really kind of... Uh, it's very distinctive. yeah. So he he totally blew himself up. So his skin just is pieces all over the ground. Now we just have one storm left. It's uh, lightning. He doesn't make it too much longer. He does look cool as hell when he enters a room, though. So he didn't have to do any of that. Lightning enters the end of the hallway, mm. and yeah, yeah, I know it's obviously
1: done in post. (laughs) He's just walking
0: slow. Here's one of your favorite. Here's my line. Where they look up to the ceiling, and the ceiling is a hole in the
1: ceiling, but to another room
0: upstairs. So they have to kind of five finger each other up there. If you're from the kid from the 80s, you know what yeah. that means. Uh, <laughs> it sounds dirty, but sounds it's not. dirtier <laughs> than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie gave me a five finger. No, no, no you misunderstood, yo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're each helping each other up into the next room for, through the ceiling, and once they get up there, they have to go to the next ceiling. But at least this going up this level will escape uh, lightning coming towards them jump nobody oh just, man nobody can jump up so, there. so jack burton his little his feet, legs are dangling feet dangling finally gets up there but then now they realize that they got to go to the next ceiling but the next ceiling is like twice as high <laughs> <laughs> and egg chan's up there <laughs> i get wasn't up there? Easy. <laughs> i love this tool so he basically has his own little kind of like grappling hook where he shoots it down and it goes into the floor and, and he and,
1: he holds the entire person's weight with one hand yep, and, the old and it man.
0: just it zips him up, up like a zip line up to the next room and it's yeah. really cool. So he gets and he gets him up quick. He gets both the girls up there, then he gets Jack up there, and uh now Wang Chi is the only one left, but Lightning is coming out of that hole, man. Oh, it's great that they uh Egg Chen so dumps this heavy statue onto Lightning, man, and it just fucks Lightning's world up. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: So oh, you know, the I storms the, are out of the way. No the pans So basically, it's just henchmen left.
0: And there's a lot of them though, and they all have machine guns. Yeah. So Wang Chi gets up there to the next room
1: because magic is real, but bullets are real
0: too. <laughs> yeah, bullets are definitely real. That <laughs> that liquid could make you do a lot of things. Oh, but it, so now there's
1: full on alarm. I
0: love this dolly shot. Look at this fucking. Oh, it's great. This do, uh, not dolly. Uh, uh, this b- handheld kind of uh, yeah. glide shot. That Dean Cundy is just running behind the crew here into the next room. Ah, so good. So this is your other line. That's my truck. My truck. (laughs) Like he sees it and it it doesn't register in him yet. So watch for the squib. So the squib, uh, Kurt Russell is going to run right down the wall. He's holding the door first, so Egg Chan can get ready. And the henchmen enter. Kurt Russell runs, and boom. Ooh, yeah. That was a
1: big one. That was the electrical box Yeah, that it was an
0: electrical box that had been triggered, and it exploded even before Kurt got there. It, it hit, just briefly before it. <laughs> Another one of the great things. Don't you have a spare? Of course I do, but it's under the... Ah, <laughs> I have it. 6.9 <laughs> on the Richter 2 scale. It feels like I should know that number. That, that would have uh, killed me on a trivia.
1: It's a powerful earthquake, but not devastating the, not, well sevens
0: devastating. are are the devastating ones in... <laughs> so he just he starts his truck and he just drives it straight through the fucking building into the outside man and that's where they get away he pulls a pretty good there was a deleted scene right here do you remember Do you ever get to see the deleted scene that happened right here it was deleted for yeah. a reason uh they came across the uh the the gang that kidnapped meow ying they were in their trans am oh. and they saw them parked and they ran by the edge of the pier by like the bay and they took their truck and just drove behind them and knocked them into the water and that was it it didn't seem to fit anywhere so it completely made sense why they cut it out of the scene unlike escape from new york where they cut that whole beginning where Snake Plissken yeah, yeah. got uh, captured which i always thought was a great scene so yeah that's big trouble china man and it and ended open ended just the way you wanted it to end it. it's one of those things that people are all when they find out that it's my favorite movie. I often get asked, do you want him to make a sequel? Do you want him to uh, remake it and everything? Uh, truthfully, I have my my version, so you can do whatever you want with it now. And I, there is definitely possibilities where if if you were going to bring Kurt back, that it could be well. If you were going to do a uh, prequel, it could be good. But I just like the idea of it preserving it like this too, yeah. you know?
1: In the ending, you can definitely tell it was written as a Western because yeah. he the hero is riding off into oh, the yeah. sunset, moving on to the next Absolutely. adventure.
0: He's talking on his podcast yeah. and they even they lead it up that the beast is on the, that that yeah. is on so the Pork Chop they, Express with them. They even put that little glimmer of like danger. I don't back think they in. would do a direct sequel unless it was with Kurt years and years later because they did a comic book that wasn't that good. John Carpenter actually wrote for it so it scares me that it was uh, of what could have been because if they had done it he like they did it in a completely comical way where his sidekick was that beast. <laughs> like the comic book, him and the Beast hung out and drove together and everything and went on adventures and it was weird, but and he talked to the Beast and the Beast was kind of like Scooby-Doo almost, it was weird. But I think it was to 10-year-olds, so I, I, I can forgive a lot. But movie-wise, I I really hope they, they either leave it alone or they are respectful enough not to give a blow-by-blow remake. We don't need that. We don't need Chris Helmsworth coming in playing jack burton which would be an interesting kind of person to do it too i always thought he would have been good for it to see him play inept would be funny more funnier than the rock doing it even though the rock has got comedy chops too but yeah i think chris helmsworth has serious comedy chops
1: in but. a completely unrelated topic now that we're winding down yes did you see that danny elfman played a yeah Coachella. for the first time in and apparently he's huge years? and his his uh 30 uh, years
0: or something people are his buying his shit like crazy right now
1: i always liked i always liked his synth band oh yeah and i've had stations where they Bingo play boingo. A, they play a lot of deeper cuts mm-hmm. than the dead man's party that you now, heard before Now, was he before?
0: playing oingo boingo or was he playing a lot of his he was, uh, he scores he did some of his scores yeah
1: he even ran some vi- like paired video read the story about his set they probably can't even watch it yeah it had a ton of I like just heard about it like on the screen it's from crazy. movies and stuff and uh yeah so that's I, cool I'm, I'm, he has tinnitus and the, like they told him a long time ago if you play again you'll probably be deaf yeah so they must have figured out a way to
0: huh bring his that's back, awesome maybe. I think it's cool as hell uh and
1: he was all tatted up too. Yeah, I haven't like seen him in forever. Bright red hair, but he, he was in good shape. He had, like, tribal tattoos, like, all over
0: him. He's married to Bridget Fonda still. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, be interested to see what he's going to do next. Uh... But for us, we are going to, next week, another John Carpenter movie. you got to tune in to listen to They Live, man. Me and Justin are going to talk They Live. We're going to do some fight commentary over a, a certain scene, a certain five-minute scene with Rowdy and uh, Keith David kicking each other's asses. I love it, man. I love. Did you say South Park did that fight? Oh, cripple fight. Oh, so great, man. Uh, so, yeah, definitely stay with us the next couple weeks. And then you're going to love the Friday Favorites segment that we start, man. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. on Friday? I'm going to drop it on Friday. We don't okay. have to do it on Friday. Because so, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's, that's kind a big dollar of, it's day It's kind of right a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to hit us up on Facebook, you can see all our pictures for the good compilations. The The one we dropped for uh, for Fright Night was awesome. It was one of my favorite ones we Me did. Me too. One of and uh, Big Trouble in China is also another great one. But uh, So you can get a hold of us through there. You could also give us a like or a comment on our two uh, platforms, SoundCloud and iTunes. Or you could uh, shoot us an email, films at com, and... We will get back to you. Give us a lot of money. Definitely. We'll We'll, make more shows. We'll make more shows. Uh, All right. Till next week. See you. Bye. You got a tongue, Dave. Ask her yourself.